I still feel it necessary, and it's just not going to belabor the point, but I feel that God has something for us. Psalm, if you want to turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 103. Psalm chapter 103, verses 1 and 2. This is a psalm of David, and David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of His benefits. We see another passage, and you can be seen in Psalm chapter 43. Psalm chapter 43 and verse 5. David says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance, my God. I just want to speak just for a little while here today on this subject that sometimes sometimes you just have to talk to yourself sometimes you just got to talk to yourself you can be seated here today amen I don't know if there's any statistics out there I couldn't find any it's about how many people talk to themselves and it's probably because it's just about everybody. I don't know, maybe maybe most people don't admit it, or some people don't admit it, but I would say that uh, this activity of talking to yourself, for the most part, it's not harmful unless you start talking back to yourself a whole lot. And maybe at some point you might want to get something checked out. But we see some precedent in Scripture for individuals that begin to talk to themselves. We see it in, in this 43rd chapter of the book of Psalms and really the, the one that came before it as well, Psalm chapter 42. These, these two Psalms, they are what's known as a, as a masculine and this is a, an instructive Psalm. It is a, a Psalm that's given for instruction and for exhorting and they're written by David to the sons of Korah. It says that at the beginning of the 42nd Psalm that this was written as um, one that would be given to the sons of Korah. And these were individuals that served in the temple. They served every day in the sanctuary. And it's instructive in nature. But, but though it's, it's written to them, it's, it's written from a real life experience that David was going through. If you know anything about King David, he was the one that, that ruled over Israel in, in its, its greatest time in history, the, the nation's greatest time. He was the greatest king of the Israelites. He was the one that, um, that was God's appointed man. He was, he was a, an incredible leader, but yet, even in the midst of, of all of this, um, this, this great leadership, these skills that he had, there was, at one time, a, um, there was a, a, a man that rose up in rebellion that came. And it was not just any man, but it was his son, Absalom. And Absalom 
thought that he was a better leader than his father. He, they thought, I can lead this country better than my father, David. And so he goes and he, he gets some people in the, in the nation disgruntled at, at his dad. And he, he begins to get this uprising. And he, in, in fact, David leaves Jerusalem. He leaves his, his palace behind and, and he, he begins to leave. And, and as, as he's leaving, he has people that are throwing insults at him. We see Shimei, a man named Shimei, it's in Second Samuel that we see this, that he, he comes and he's, he's cursing David. He, he's basically telling him, where is your God now? Where's your God at now? David, he's going, he, he comes to the Jordan River and He's trying to find a way to, to cross over the Jordan River. He, he finally makes it across and he's, he's there. And in, and in the midst of this, in the midst of this time of, of leaving, I mean, imagine that. Imagine David in this moment. You know, God, where are you? I've served you faithfully. Now why am I facing this test, this trial right now? And, and we, we see these, this Psalm, Psalm chapter 42 and Psalm chapter 43. They're, they're really one in the same. One, uh, Psalm 43 is, is the third verse, if you would, of, of Psalm chapter 42. And in their day, they would have been sung together. These two were linked together. And, and we see David here as, is writing these song, these psalms in the time of him leaving the kingdom or the, the the palace behind, in the time when Absalom had risen up, and and I just want to want to look at these psalms and it's verse number one that David he says, as the heart or as the deer pants after the water brooks, so pants my soul after Thee, O God. I, I've, I've, I've been out of, you know, a couple of times out hunting deer and, and you see them. As you're up in the deer stand, it's quiet. These are not loud creatures. Very quiet and, and I, I myself have not seen a deer that's, that's panting, but, but the, the only real reason that a deer would be panting is, is one, if it's extremely hot, if they're in a place where, where they need water, where they, where they are, are very thirsty. They, it's, it's in a time of drought, perhaps, and, and they're there, they're searching for some water. And, and it, it says, as the, as the deer is panting after the water brooks, as the deer is, is there and it's, it's trying to, to get to a place where it's, it can be uh, nourished, where, a place where it, it can get a drink. He says that same kind of sense that the deer has as it begins to pant and want that water. He says, my soul is in this place right now. Where I'm dry. One of you have ever been there? In a place where you feel as if it's dry. And my soul, he says, is panting after you, oh God. I need just a little bit of your presence. In fact, verse 2, he says, my soul is thirsting for you, oh God. The living God. When, when shall I come and appear before you? David is literally asking this question. God, when will I see your face? God, when will I see your mighty works again? When is it that I will see your hand at work in my life? For my tears have been my meat day and night. While they continually say unto me, 
Where is thy God? This is the little question that Shimei was asking David. Where is your God now? It says, while they're asking that, I'm thinking the same thing in my mind. God, where are you at? Come on, has anybody been there before where you just ask those unspoken questions? Maybe you don't say them out loud, but in your mind, God, where are you at? It's in those deepest unspoken questions of the human heart that I believe that we can find ourselves in a dry time but yet we need to or we are searching for God we're searching for God in verse 4 says when I remember these things I pour out my soul in me for I had gone with the multitude I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise the multitude that kept holy day see David he remembers the blessed times of the feast days he remembers all those times when he would come into the house of God he's longing for that time when he could come into the presence of where God was at I'm going to skip over verse 5 but go into verse 6 David continues he says oh my God my soul is cast down within me therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar, here he is. He's he's coming and he's he's saying, God, I I feel as if I'm, I've come to this Jordan River and it's uncrossable. I, I've come to a point where it feels as if it's too hard. And my and deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All the waves and the billows are gone over me. It's as if he's out on the sea in a in a in a in a vessel, in a ship, and he's out there, and, and the, the deep that's below is, is calling out, and the, it's as if there's, there's water coming in from above, and it's, he, he can't, it's overwhelming at this point. I know that there's some people that have been there before. When life just gets overwhelming, when things just get so hard, and it says, God, where are you at? God, where are you? It continues in verse 8. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song will be with me. My prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy with the sword? Or as with the sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me. While they say daily unto me, where is your God? As I said, verse or chapter 43 is... Is a continuation of, of this, this song here. So let's go into verse 1. It says, Judge me, O God, plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and the unjust man. This is Absalom who has, who has come and, and taken away this, um, taken away the kingdom from David. It says, For thou art the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? God, you send out the light in your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to a holy hill, to your tabernacles. And then I will go to the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise you, O God, my God. I say all this, I read all this, just to kind of give you the context of where David was at. David was in a, in a very dark place, a very, uh, a place where he's, he's saying, God, why am I facing the situations that I'm facing right now? I know that not everyone is there right now, but perhaps you've been there before and you can relate. Maybe there's, there's somebody here right now that I feel God gave this message for you that, that you're in a place and you're saying, why am I going through the hard times? 
Why am I facing these things? Why is it that, that I feel alone? And I, and I, this is where I said I was trying to reconcile what was happening in this place with what I feel in this message that, that sometimes you feel all alone, but you've already felt in this service today. You're not alone. You're not alone. You've got a church body that is here for you. You have somebody. God himself is here for you. You are not alone. But yet there will be times when you feel all alone. You feel as if it's just you. And and you're not the first one to feel that way. There have been many who have come before you that they felt all alone. David felt all alone. And yet we see David, and I skipped over just a couple of verses as I was reading through this passage here. Because I want you to, I want to point these out in verse 5. See what David had to say. In chapter 42, verse number 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? He begins looking inwardly and begins to talk to himself. And he says, Why are you cast down? Why are you so disquieted? Why are you so sad? He says, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I will praise you. He begins talking to himself and says, oh, don't be cast down, oh my soul. Don't be cast down, oh David. God is here and I'm going to praise him right now. I'm still going to praise him in the middle of this circumstance. I'm still going to praise him. It says in verse 11 of that same chapter, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance in my God. Verse uh, Chapter 43, verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance in my God. Well, Dev- David He begins asking all of these questions. God, where are you at? But then he begins to talk to himself. He begins to talk to himself in the the midst of everything that's going on. And there's some little inkling of hope that begins to arise within him that he says oh yes I remember my God he is a God of hope my God is a God that's able to do anything my God is a God who's going to bring me back into the place of his presence my God is the God who will bring me back into his, 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 his tabernacle my God oh my soul why are you cast down let's stop being so sad let's pick myself back up in the middle of this Come on, sometimes it takes us just talking to ourselves and say, I need to lift myself up, lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. My hallelujah, my God, you are here for me. And I know that my eyes are on the situation at hand, but I need to lift up my eyes because God is here. And David begins to talk to himself. Well, sometimes we just need to talk to ourselves a little bit. Talk to ourselves. Come on, as we begin to get into a situation and we are are having the, the, the problems go over and over in our mind, all of a sudden there comes a point where we say, why am I stewing in all of my problems? Why am I down in the dumps? I need to get my eyes on Jesus Christ. I need to get my eyes on Him. There's only one place that I can find hope, and it's in Jesus Christ. 
Oh, we need to answer the question, where is your God? Where is your God? That's what people were asking him. That's what people were asking David. Where is your God? David was maybe even asking himself the same questions. God, where are you? But in he, as he began to talk to himself, he says, God, you have never left me. You have never forsaken me. God, you are, you have always been by my side. And I may be going through this, uh, troublesome time right now, but I still have faith in you. God, you are still there. Oh, sometimes, in those quiet times, sometimes in that, that, that still, uh, stillness where you don't feel God's presence, that you need to begin to talk to yourself and reassure yourself that God is still there. Talk to yourself and say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Come on. We're talking. David's talking to himself when he says that. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on. He's beginning to talk to himself and telling himself. I need to bless the God who has never failed me. Who has always been by my side. Well this isn't the first time that David's talked to himself. Here David is, is a, at an older age, his kingdom's being stripped from him. But, but we see at a young age, before he ever became the king of Israel, that he was on the run from Saul. And as he was on the run from Saul, there was a little portion of time where he links himself together with the Philistines. And he begins to, uh, to be a, a leader in the Philistine army and... And he's, he's leading this, this uh, group of people that were from a city called Ziklag. And these people in Ziklag, they begin to go into battle. And, and uh, David, being the, the mighty warrior that he was, was, uh, was appointed to lead them into battle. And it just so happened that on this day, they were going to be fighting against some troops of the Israelites. And the Philistines began thinking, some of the commanders began thinking, maybe we shouldn't send David into a battle against the Israelites. And so they send him and his army home from the battle. As they begin making their way back to Ziklag, all of a sudden they notice the smoke rising up. They see the destruction of the city a Ziklag, and, and they begin, and his army begins to turn themselves on their commander. They begin to turn themselves against David, and they said, What did you do leaving us, or leading us away from our wives and our children? What did you do leading, leaving our city vulnerable? And he says, and he's, he's beginning to see this, and, and he himself is saying, God, why has this happened? Why is this uh, the way it is? And he doesn't have all the answers. But then, Scripture says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't have anybody else around him. He had nobody there to pick him up and to say, hey, David, let's look at the bright side of this situation. Hey, David, there's something else that, that maybe if you would turn your eyes on that, that we could get some, get some hope in here. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. And sometimes that's where we find ourselves, that we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. That we've got to get something turned around in our own mind that says, there's got to be a bright side to this. There's got to be something that my God can 
still work it out. And we got to encourage ourselves, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get going. And that's exactly what David did. It says when his army began to turn themselves on him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he stood up and he says, yes, the city may be burning. Yes, it may be crumbling. But our wives and our children are not dead. Let's go and find them. Let's go. And he goes and he picks up his army and he says, let's go after the enemy. And they find the enemy that was there and every one of their children and their wives were still there and they defeat the enemy that had come because David encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Sometimes you just have to talk to yourself and say, you know what, my situation doesn't seem so bright. But I've got a God who is able. I've got a God who is able. I think about, I think about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas sitting there in the prison cell. And it's midnight. It doesn't look good. They've already had friends who've been beheaded. They've already had friends who've been put to death. And, and yet here they are in the prison cell. And I can just imagine one of them. I don't know who it was that was the worship leader. But one of them begins to nudge the other one and says, hey. It's midnight, it's dark, we're bound up in here, but how about we sing a song? And one of them gets this idea, I gotta sing a song. And he begins talking to himself on in his mind. Starts the, he has a song that's going on in his mind. And I don't know what the song was, but they begin singing it out loud. And as they begin to sing that song, all of a sudden, something begins to turn around. And God begins to move in that place. And we see the prison walls begin to shake and their shackles fall off their arms and their feet. And they begin to walk out of that prison cell because somebody began to talk to themselves and say, Hey, Paul. Hey, Silas. Come on, let's worship God in our darkest hour. It's midnight right now. I know things look dark, but how about we begin to look on the bright side? I still serve a miracle-working God. My God will not leave me nor forsake me. Because here's the thing. We see in Scripture, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if death and life are in the power of the tongue, then whatever you speak into your situation, whatever you speak in your situation is exactly what's going to happen. You begin speaking death in your situation over and over and over and over again. That's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to keep on getting down and down and down and down. And I'm so thankful that sometimes, come on, that there are others that can come alongside us. And just like what's happening today, there's somebody that can come alongside me and begin to speak some life into my situation. But there's also times when I just need to come and to begin to turn my mind around and to begin to speak some life, speak some life into the words or into the world that I'm in and say, God, you are still here for me. Oh, we see Abraham. I love this. I love this illustration or this um, story that we see from Abraham when he goes up and God had instructed him to go and take your son, Isaac, your only son. You're going to offer him up as an offering to me on the altar. What an awful thing. And, you know, as, as a father, an awful thing to be asked to do by God. And yet 
here we see Abraham this, with this instruction from God. He, he has the firewood. He has the fire. He's, he's carrying all of that up the mountain. And he's, he has traveled all this way to the base of the mountain with his servant. And then he leaves his servant. And he, he tells him as he, as he leaves him there. He says, my son and I are going to go yonder. We're going to worship. And we will come back. What gives Abraham this idea that we will come back? Why, why would Abraham believe that we will come back? Because from what God has said, it would just be, I will come back. But yet, Abraham had to have some little, a little bit of, of conversation going on in his mind that says, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. God, I don't know what is going to happen up there on the mountain. But I believe that we will return again. God, that your promise has never failed me. God, I've seen you come through over and over and over again. And you will, you will come through again this time. And so we will go and worship and we will come back and we will return again. One of God has been silent in your situation. God has been silent in your situation. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to continue to walk in faith. Continue to walk in faith. Believe that God's going to come through. I want to still praise Him through this situation. God, I don't know where you're at right now, but I'm just going to talk to myself a little bit and encourage myself and say, Lord, you are still here for me. God, and when I continue to do that, it gives me enough encouragement to go on through the day. Lord, and I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for those that will come alongside me and they're going to give me a little bit of inspiration as well to keep on going in the journey. But sometimes in my darkest hour, it's just me. And I've got to encourage myself. I've got to find something in myself where I can just begin to talk and to say, Oh soul, oh my soul, let's worship him. Let's worship him right now. Let's worship the king of kings. Amen. I'm coming to a close here quickly. But I just want to say, you know, why? Why is it? If you're there right now, it's not easy. It's not easy to be the one because sometimes you say, Well, it'd just just be a whole lot easier just to give up be a whole lot easier just to give up in this situation. I was reading a book just a while back. Of, it's called The Survivor's Club. And in this book, it's uh, all these many different stories of, of individuals who are survivors of tragic situations, things that they've gone through. And, and it's, it's, it's dissecting, you know, what, what happened? What was, what was going on? How, how did these individuals survive these incidents? And there was one such... Um, one such uh, occasion where there was a, a fighter pilot uh, flying in a in a, in a fighter jet, in the United States uh, uh, fighter fighter jet, and he was there, and all of a sudden, his fighter jet began to spin out of control. He he had no idea what was going on, couldn't figure out what was uh, happening. Began to look at his gauges, and, and everything seemed off. He he couldn't tell exactly where he was at, and finally realized that he was in a straight nosedive toward the ocean below him. Tried to correct everything, couldn't get it corrected. Finally, ended up having to bail from the situation and and, and uh, got ejected from the plane, but hit the water and broke uh, broke both legs, broke many other bones in his body. But but is there and immediately plunged under the earth or uh, under the sea. As he was down there, begins 
to fight for his life, swimming up to the, to the top of the ocean. And, and he gets there, but here he is just in the middle of the ocean. And, and it says, he began to talk to himself, says, I've got to make it. I've got to make it. I've got to make it. He is talking to himself. And this was the story over and over of individuals of the Survivors Club. That they began talking to themselves in these situations. I've got to make it. He says there eventually did come a, day, a, a time as he's been struggling for an hour, two hours out there in the ocean. He says, there came a time where he says, I'm just going to die. I can't do it. And he went down under the water and he says, it was in that critical moment. He just called upon God. He says, that was a turning point for me. I called upon my God. I said, God, I need you to come through. God, I need you right now in this moment. I've got a wife at home who's pregnant with another child. I need to get back to her. I need you right now to begin talking to himself. And as he began talking to himself, he got a little bit of encouragement within himself to keep on fighting, to keep on fighting. And he he got back up to the surface and and eventually there came soon after a a rescue boat that that came and rescued him from the middle of the ocean. But it wasn't, it, it was, it was because he began talking to himself and saying, I've got to go just a little bit farther. This is the story over and over and over. And here's the thing. Maybe you're not out in the middle of the ocean today. And maybe it doesn't seem like life and death for you. But it is worth it to keep on fighting. Why? Why do you begin talking to yourself in the middle of these situations? Why? Because somebody needs you. Your story's not finished. Don't walk away. Don't walk away from the church. Don't walk away from God. Don't walk away because you're in a dark place. Don't walk away from others. Well, you, your story's not finished today. God is here right now. Well, there's somebody that they need, to, they need to get something inside themselves that says, my story's not finished. I need to talk to myself a little bit and say, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. We're going to worship God through it. We are in this until the end. My story's not finished. Could, there, could, some, could you just stand up all around this place? Your story's not finished today. God is here. When you, you've already seen it in the service, but you have others that are willing to fight for you. But if you can't fight for yourself, if you can't fight for yourself, then it takes quite a bit of struggle to have somebody else doing all the fighting for you. Man, there's somebody, if you would, just lift up your hands. When God is here, he wants, he wants to meet you in your place of need. He wants to meet you in your place of, of resignation where it feels like I'm just ready to throw in the towel. God says, I'm in your corner. I'm going to fight for you. Come on, let's just take another step. Take another step. It's worth it. It's going to be worth it. Oh, lift up my eyes under the hills. From what's cometh my help, from my help cometh my help. Come on, stop looking down at your situation.
let's look up to God. While he's here right now, if you want to make your way up to this altar, I know we've already had plenty of time to, to pray and to worship, but if you want to come once again, amen, you can come find a place where you can commit yourself unto God once again. Commit yourself to him and say, Lord, I'm going to fight the battle. God, I will do this, Lord. I will continue. God, it's worth it with you. Hallelujah, Jesus.